0: Welcome to the Canine Cooperative Podcast. Alrighty. Oh. Here we are. We are recording. And this is,
1: this is like a new experience it's too, like having
0: this conversation. Around, I know, like in public with other people. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Though. It is weird. So for context, Sabrina and I are at the lovely Cove Castle, Castle Cove, I I think that's what this is called. We're sitting lakeside on Greenwood Lake, and um, we're having some cocktails. We're we're having some snacks. We're going to have some snacks, and we thought this would be a great time to just plug in and chat about the things we're passionate about, which is dog stuff.
1: Well I mean honestly at the end of the day we're having this conversation. We are. Anyway, so or not it's why not record it? <laughs> yes, whether or not
0: it's being recorded is irrelevant because yeah. we just have it so we figured might as well put the microphones on. <laughs> and just. So welcome to Cocktails and Appetizers with Jamie and Sabrina.
1: <laughs> Better known as the Canine Cooperative Podcast.
0: Yes, so what topic tickles your fancy this evening?
1: Well, we've been discussing, or actually I shouldn't say we've been discussing, we've had a lot of inquiries about yes. um, boarding because it's the summer, Yeah, a lot of people go away.
0: And I feel like the demand for boarding has just
1: skyrocketed Shot through the yes. roof
0: this year. I think, I don't know if everybody's like just fed up with like, like COVID's finally over, oh, restrictions absolutely. have lifted. Yeah. Like we're going anywhere. I don't care where. We're yeah. just going. I feel like a lot of people are like, "Let's go."
1: Well, there's a serious lack of, um, and this is something maybe we should jump into as well on this topic: the the lack of professionals out there that are having boarding available. Like yes. every place around us has kind of shut their doors to any sort of new clients. Yeah, and um, you have a lot of people that are looking for. You know someone to care for their dog but yeah it's you know like I've had a lot of people that are like yeah this person was supposed to watch the dog and then they bailed the they last bailed minute, or you we know? did not hear
0: back from yeah. them because I feel like I feel like the desire for boarding has shifted ten years ago it was okay to stick your dog in a kennel yep. for seven to ten days now people understandably they don't want that experience for their dog
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so they're looking for something a little bit more personal a little bit more specialized like but there's not a lot of places. There's not a lot of
1: options. There's not a lot of options, Especially for new dog owners. People that have had dogs before COVID probably have a relationship with a lot of these people. Mm -hmm. But so what we want to chat about is where where you can possibly find some good um, referrals for dog care, and then also what to do with and for your dog to get them ready for boarding, right? Especially
0: this generation of dogs, Mm -hmm. like they grew up with people, with owners, that were home all the time or no one traveled. So Mm -hmm. for the first two years of their life, there was never a
1: need to have the dog watched because nobody was going anywhere. And the dog's never been separated from the family.
0: So the dogs, like they've never had that experience. So I find a lot with my clients is that dogs are coming back from boarding if they can get into a place or even during boarding, super stressed. Super stressed because um, it, they've just never experienced it before, so we want to touch on not just how to find somebody good for you and your dog, but also how to prepare your dog um, for the boarding experience and things you can do every day yes. that will help with that. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel? Like, how do you think is the best way to go about finding somebody competent to watch your
1: dog? To watch your dog. So. A Google search just to kind of get a a layout of who's around you, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, checking out their reviews, maybe if they have social media, things like that, right? So, and that's more of, um, I mean, I feel like that's generally like a, a boarding facility type experience, and some of them are really great, and some of them will just put your dog in a run for the whole time. So you yeah. want to you want to make sure wherever they're going that you vet these people. And to be quite honest, if anybody is uncomfortable with you questioning where your dog is going to be or showing you where your dog is going to be or what their daily schedule it, is right. going to look like, like run. Yes. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, and I know a lot of people don't, like boarding facilities as their first choice, as you were saying before. Like, yeah. you know, the need of like, you know, I want someone to like snuggle with my dog all day. Yeah. Um, but in those in those instances, my first response to everybody is go to a Facebook mom's page. Yeah. Moms are the best for yeah, this stuff. Yeah, moms yeah. and dads, yeah.
0: But you'll get a lot of good recommendations of of where people have used and how they felt about the experience. This is kind of what you're going for, yeah. right? Like, How was the experience overall? Not just like, was it clean? Like, did the dogs get attention? But like, how was it? Like, how did
1: you feel leaving your dog there? How did you feel once you came back to pick your dog up? So, definitely Facebook mom's page. Ask like other friends that you have that have used um, certain facilities or certain people to yep. come and watch the dogs and then also know that there's options right like so I've never put my dog in a boarding facility right mm-hmm. and the last time I went away um, and this is like like we're in the know right yeah. you know what I mean yeah so the last time I went away I had like a crew of four people yeah. going to my dog's house I think I was away for 10 days or something like yeah that, you know so I had to have like a crew assemble yes <laughs> to get that done but know that you can be creative there are certain options um, you know Friends, neighbors, yeah, and also like I feel like finding other dog owners that you jive with and that your dog jives with, like your dog's jive, and have like watch each other's dogs, like create that relationship where you you have each other's back when you go away.
0: Yes, and sidebar, this is something that like why Sabrina and I are so passionate about creating this canine cooperative community because they're making friends. For example, like. Uh, Riggins, a dog I have, she just asked me if Rain can come to our pack walk next week. Oh, yes, yes, was, like, so we ask, share dogs so on our share, pack walk. Yes, yeah. we share dogs, and, like, I find that so because if your dog has special needs behaviorally, finding somebody else, woo, the wind really picked up here. Um,
1: alright, we're gonna have to pause this for a second, because I think there's some impending doom coming. Yes. <laughs> we'll catch you in a minute. There's, like, shit in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Tables are flying. Oh, my, oh, my God. God. All right. We'll see you momentarily.
0: Ooh, raindrop.
1: All right. So we survived the twister. That we was kind of crazy. Yeah, we
0: had an adventure. We were out there just enjoying the water and the podcasting, and the wind picked up, and, like, the umbrellas blew over, and there was mass panic getting inside. And.
1: All right. So where did we leave off?
0: <laughs> something about so, we were talking about boarding and oh getting yeah. getting
1: doggy friends like yes, getting, getting doggy yes friends all Washington, right so yes.
0: support system find
1: a support system for yeah. you and your dog and yeah. find like you know find someone that like either a understands your dog and their needs or b dogs that like get along together right yes. Just
0: that play nicely together yeah right? mm-hmm.
1: so it's it's uh, it's a safety issue with them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Having a support system of people, like, like we were saying before, this is why Sabrina and I both love hosting our pack walks, and we invite all of our clients to come to either one of our pack walks because that's how you make friends. Like, yeah, that's how you, especially meet how. It ha- even if you don't have a difficult dog, but especially if you do have a dog that has behavioral issues or needs where they they need structure, they need grading, they need some rules, like some guidance in different situations. Which
1: actually brings up a good point. I mean, I know we're trying to work on something like this, but like asking a trainer... Who, like who are other people maybe or if maybe you do pack walks with other trainers yeah. right if you're working with someone finding people in that group specifically because then everybody's gone through the same training yeah everybody knows the same stuff if you have a difficult dog and you've gone through that kind of training you are going to be way more uh, set up in your environment to take in somebody else's dog like that right. you know
0: absolutely and you can help each other out yep. swap back and forth so like if if you don't like the traditional kennel situation or your usual place is booked that's a outside of the box alternative that not a lot of people um, think about. Think about that is definitely something that's needed in the, in the dog community, mm-hmm. so, um, so finding a good boarding place basically
1: recommendations is the way to go. I agree. Yep. like mm-hmm. people. And who, don't forget about your Facebook moms. Yes,
0: yes. It's <laughs> the best Woo-woo way to get,
1: Yes. So,
0: now that let's say you've found yes. a person that's going to watch your dog, um, and let's talk about how we can prepare your dog for the boarding experience mm-hmm. that it really starts in your everyday life,
1: like yes. in my opinion. Absolutely, right? So, the at least what we do before dogs come to train and board with us is that we implement a certain structure in the daily routine of the you know, human and dog and also just their day-to-day schedule. So when that moves from place to place, yeah, the structure and schedule same stays somewhat the same. So that's what actually puts your dog at ease. If you have a dog that is, you know, free roaming all day, has minimal like just crate, right? You yeah. gotta bring up the crate thing. If we have a situation with the dog where the dog has very minimal crate experience, he's going around your home yeah. um, all day loose because he's fine, right? Yeah. Like maybe he doesn't necessarily need to be in a crate. I tell you when that dog gets dropped off somewhere and that dog goes into a crate or some sort of yeah. confinement, they panic.
0: Yes, and I, and I personally just lived through this. And side note, if you're wondering what we're talking about by routine and order of events and all that kind of stuff, Go back to our podcast on biorhythm.
1: It all goes back to biorhythm. That's how all you can start So yep.
0: go back reference our podcast on biorhythm that we delve a little bit deeper into that concept But I just experienced this with with a dog that I had because I bored for my clients mm-hmm. I'm not open to the public, but so I had a dog come through who? Uh, he's a lovely dog like when he's out of the crate. He's obedient. He's good with other dogs mm-hmm. He's great with kids. He's easy to live with But because he's so good at home, his family didn't find the need to crate him and haven't been crating for a long time. So when he came to me, he has to be in a crate for safety. Dogs sleep there overnight, like when they're not monitored, if I'm like out doing things, everybody's in the crate for safety purposes. He panicked so bad he would bark incessantly. He had diarrhea. He wouldn't eat. He like, if he did eat, he'd vomit. Like he was so stressed and granted, I didn't get any sleep um, because of his behaviors, but I felt so bad for him because he was so panicked having to go into a crate because he didn't practice that at home at home yep. on a regular basis. So one of the conversations I had with his owners when they picked him up, I'm like, practicing how to be calm in a crate on a regular basis preps your dog for when you're not around and they have to be kenneled or crated or whatever, confined in
1: some manner that's not your home environment. Right, and just sidebar to that is boarding is one thing but think also about, and this just comes from my experience in these situations, your dog has to be hospitalized yeah. your dog goes to the groomer there's an emergency situation I don't like God knows yeah. what happens right like a storm something yeah. I, I saw a post the other day on social media that that said
0: it was like a picture of like a I a homeless shelter or an emergency sheltering facility where they only accepted families there was like a flood or something yeah. and they only accepted families with pets who their pets were good in a crate right yep because it and there was a picture, it was like a big open auditorium room and all the dogs were in crates. There was like thirty
1: crates yes. set up but that's where they had to be because their families homes were destroyed, they were flooded. Yep. And that's and again, these are the moments why it's so important that I mean having your dog rest comfortably in some sort of confined area is an invaluable skill.
0: Yes. 100%. For both
1: for, for both your own personal like you know, Experiences that you guys might have, and the dog's level of comfort in yeah. that scenario. So, um, yeah, so definitely something to practice for sure. And I, so I fly with Tallulah, and so she has to be in one of those little carriers. For those who don't
0: know, please. oh right, I'm
1: sorry, right. I expect you guys to all know Tallulah. For
0: those who don't, you don't know, know Tallulah? she's kind she of like
1: her own fan page. She is. Um, <laughs> Tallulah is my little my little Chihuahua mix. And um, she's my flight buddy. She's my road dog. So we traveled together and all that kind of stuff. And especially with COVID, all yeah. it, like nobody traveled. And then all of a sudden, like I recently like took a flight somewhere. Yeah. And I didn't that day say, "Hey, girl, get in this bag," yeah. <laughs> which trust me doesn't have a lot of breathing room. Those like you know, I know those little airline yeah. those airline compliance uh, yeah. crates. So I started practicing almost a month before I left like I just like left the bag open like let her go in and out started playing like games with it and then I would put her in it and I'd take her places with me that were dog friendly yeah I would go to my chiropractor and keep my dog in the the carry-on bag so her experience isn't in that very moment that you're boarding the plane and they panic yeah right so important to practice and that's exactly what you can do with crates
0: yeah so like every day make it a part of your routine. I mean, it doesn't have to be all day, every day, but every day make it a part of your routine to put your dog in a crate, close the door. They can have a bone in there, Mm -hmm. they can have a comfortable bed in there, like make it special, put them in there when you're home, when you're not home, put them in there like overnight, like feed them in the crate, make the crate a positive association. So they go, oh, I know how to be in here. Like I'm not just stuck in here forever and my people aren't coming back because let's face it boarding your dog is a stressful situation absolutely because you're leaving them Mm -hmm. and until they like you build a relationship with whoever's going to be watching your dog or boarding your dog your dog the first time your dog doesn't know what to expect and this is kind of the problem that people are running into now is because everybody got dogs during covid Mm -hmm. and then we were home for two years And now everybody's like well i'm traveling because i haven't traveled for a couple years and your dog's like i've never been
1: with anybody but you so it's it's a big it's a big issue
0: it's a big issue so do your dog a favor by introducing him to a crate regularly often in positive environments Mm -hmm. um because whether it's a crate or a kennel or someone else's home your dog knowing how to be separate from you and knowing how to settle when you're not around is, is such a valuable skill to yeah, have. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, that's what we have for you today. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you guys have any questions or want us to expound on any topics, you can hit us both up on social media, Sabrina's the good dog bot, I'm applause dog training. and. Um, if you have questions, submit it. DM us. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Yeah. It'll be a podcast topic. We'd love to talk to you about it and on it. And um, we're going to go back to huddling under this awning at this bar in the <laughs> rain. And hopefully this all came out without too much um, crazy background noise. We'll I know. Let's we'll
1: see what happens. It's kind of like the real life. I know. We'll give it you some know? culture. <laughs> exactly. So we'll,
0: we'll podcast next. We're like Carmen San Diego. I kind of
1: feel like we've been doing that. I we're like, know. oh, we're over here now. I
0: know. Look yeah. at that. I know, good times. All right, guys, you have a great day.
1: Where in the world is, is J9 Ooh!
0: There you go! Yeah, there! That's our next trip! <laughs> Where in the world <laughs> I is J9 Cooperative? Is <laughs> <laughs> we need to order
1: another
0: oh, round I Yes, we do. All right, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>